0: Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello, beautiful people all over the world. Join hands, love train. We're back. Bad. For the reunion part two, it's the end of an era. Thank goodness.
1: Oof, we have made it to the second part of this reunion. It is very similar to the first part, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Before we jump too far into it, has anything occurred in the streets? Anything that you've seen? I haven't really been watching the streets, but
0: um, the only thing I saw was that Jasmina had a birthday. Um, oh, good for her. I don't know where she was. It was like somewhere tropical, maybe Jamaica or something. Um, hmm. So she was there. So was Is like, she oh, Jamaican? Nice. Yeah.
1: Yes, right? Okay. Because mm-hmm.
0: remember her dad went back to Jamaica and he was just like, yes,
1: I didn't want to call it the incorrect country. So I was like, I think it's Jamaica, but
0: yeah. I feel like people
1: default to Jamaica sometimes.
0: I just remember the whole scene where she told us about how He cheated on her stepmom, and then the stepmom was like, all right, well, I want custody of the kids, because he was going back to Jamaica. I mean, just, I don't, that story is just so crazy. It's just crazy. Um, So, yeah, so she was in Jamaica. Someone else had a birthday recently as well. Um, And then I'm trying to think if I saw anything else. A lot of people had their voting stickers on their Instagram. Um, Clara and Virginia were very upset about um, the status of the election in Georgia, mm. so they were posting a lot of things about that. Um, apparently, Gil has a new job or opportunity with the airline industry. Um, what? <laughs> Is I he don't
1: a know. volunteer <laughs>
0: Um, I suppose he's not anymore now he's moved on to the uh, entertainment Um, to the um, (laughs) flight (laughs) the flight industry Um, and and I don't think it's he's not a a flight attendant I think it's like something like with baggage claim or like you know the actual workers at the airport
1: like the operations people I believe so interesting
0: this is on his page well, it was a story, but then recently oh, he put like he's still working at the fi- at as the volunteer firefighter. So I don't really know. I don't know if he's got two jobs. He's got one. Um, the last post I saw, he was giving a dog a bath. Oh wait, is this his dog? I yeah, this remember. is his dog. Right. <laughs> I <was> know. <like>, <laughs> um, dog okay? He's probably old. i <laughs> oh, so this dog is like very skinny. You can see his rib cage. Well, his dog always
1: looked like that. And I think he's also like the redness on his legs. That's so I'm like, "Oh, is he old?"
0: I don't know. Also, like, okay. Um, so yeah. So just just keep he just walks like an old dog. Yeah. Just keep this dog in your thoughts and prayers that Gil is uh, all watching. the dogs. Um. Yes. Um. But yeah, Gil is just like, oh, talk about someone who was completely curated on the show. But we'll get to that. Oh my god. Um. But yeah, that was pretty much it. That's all I saw on social media. Nothing too crazy. Just you know, voting. People disappointed, sad for the state of the world. Um, that's about it. Okay. It looks like he
1: was in. Did you say he was in Mexico? I don't know. Uh, it looks like he's been to Mexico and Senegal. Which and for him, who's this lady? He's in here. Oh, family. Family. His niece. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Anywho's, uh, I don't know nothing about nothing going on in the streets, but bringing it back to this reunion, we kind of pick up right where we left off with Alexis and Justin, where he is adamant that she came over to his studio looking for some penis in the middle of the night after she was <laughs> drunk.
0: That's hysterical. Alexis. Especially knowing what we know now from this whole episode. It's like, Justin, what the fuck?
1: Alexis is denying this full out she's like I did not Justin I did not and it seems that both of them are saying it so strongly that I'm wondering like if there is a version of like something but I don't I definitely don't think she came looking for any dick (laughs) I'm not sure why she could have contacted him she might have called him after she left the club or something but
0: yeah for her to (laughs) just
1: show up at his apartment looking to get Anything I just don't see. Well,
0: and the thing is that he would have given it. He would have given it to exactly. her. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, that's not what happened, Justin.
1: So if she, you telling me this woman showed up at your door asking for you, and you wanted to be wanted this whole time. Exactly.
0: That's why I was like, shut up. Like it just doesn't even make any sense.
1: So he <laughs> says his wife didn't want him after the honeymoon, um, and. We just keep going round and round in circles with these two. There's no chance for friendship. Alexa says she is done. Apparently their siblings are here, which I'm still not sure why. But Alexa's Mm -hmm. sister, Amber, and Justin's brother, Donnell, who uh, he had those interactions with throughout the season, (laughs) are here to join us. Uh, Justin's brother maintains that, like, I just don't feel like Justin was really fully prepared to be married. and. Yeah, I mean, for good reason.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Amber says she had her reservations because, you know, her sister's a bit spicy at times. That's how she describes Lexi. Um, But she also noticed that Justin tried to downplay his reactivity Mm -hmm. uh, initially, and he's been hot-headed with his words more than he presented. They talk about the whole dog situation. Uh, Justin's brother is saying that he feels like if Justin was being honest with himself, he would have grown resentment towards Alexis uh, for the decision that he made. And I think he worded it very nicely and not putting it on Alexis, because Justin offered that up. Um, and Justin says, Yeah, I think, I think I did, because that was, you know, kind of for him like the hinge on their relationship. Like, if I get my dog, we're gonna stay married. Mm-hmm. But nobody said that besides Justin. Right. Um, <laughs> and so Alexa says she wasn't, oh, and Justin says, like, he never felt like he tr- could trust her again after that. Or, like, the trust, his trust was broken. And
0: How was his trust broken? Because
1: he thought that it was a done deal if he gave away the dog. Oh, so
0: this, so this, this conversation he was having in his head caused yes. him to not trust her. Okay,
1: He lost some trust because he was under the impression,
0: you know, that
1: things right. would be different.
0: Except he didn't tell her that. He just told himself.
1: Yeah, and she says she wasn't upset that her dog got attacked because things happened, but she says she was upset that he withheld information mm-hmm. and didn't allow her to protect her dog, knowing what he knew. Um, she also makes it clear, like we said before, that when they brought the dogs in the apartment, Justin had his dog unleashed the whole time. Meanwhile, she just let her dog roam around. Um and so, it kind of is apparent that, you know, he knew something. He didn't take her yeah. off the leash and just let her waltz on in.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, because that is interesting. Because, like, like, when I've introduced my dog, or when I've introduced Gracie to other dogs, well, first of all, we don't enter the apartment first. Like, we come out and do a walk. So, like, I actually, I can't even relate. Sorry. I <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> can't relate. Um, I will and say, it's... when I introduce my dog to people, he's very eager to meet people, or meet not people, dogs. He's very eager to meet dogs. Um, but I don't know these dogs, and he don't know them either. And mm-hmm. so I have to be the adult in the situation right. and say, like, okay. You just you the because... adult <laughs> I know. So just because you're excited doesn't mean go up to them, doesn't right. mean put your paws in their face, because some people don't like that or some dogs don't like that. And so, you know, you have to think for yourself and the dog here about – how they're going to perceive the situation, and think for the other dogs too. You know, have some consideration. Yeah, um, that's true. Which it just sounds like I don't know if they maybe they had talked on the honeymoon and they were like, "My dog is friendly. My dog is friendly too."
0: Is such a poor dog parent. Like, it's just so he already bad.
1: feels bad. He already feels
0: bad. He's just so bad. He should feel bad.
1: Amber feels like Justin was always willing to work on the situation um, between them, which I guess was kind of true. But mm. Mm. anywho's, uh, or she feels like him uh, giving away Maya indicated he was willing to work on things mm. with Alexis. But I
0: suppose that's one way of thinking.
1: We ask about where Maya is now. Maya is back with Justin. He apparently flew to Colorado to pick her up, but I know we thought for some reason he was going north because I mm-hmm. think that's how he initially described it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but he flew to Colorado, got her back, which I don't know if that's great either. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> then he said he feels whole again, but didn't say anything about like any training. Um, because honestly, how are you gonna take at, the dog from these people that she's uh, been with? It's just so that's what I'm saying. Like, he's such a poor dog parent, Like I don't even think he even thought anything of it. He's just like, Yeah, I'm just gonna go get my dog back after I told him that the dog was his.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> like, yeah, yes. that's not right, and that's confusing for her. Like,
0: he don't care, he feels whole.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit selfish. So, the siblings both agree that. Alexis and Justin were on two different ends of the spectrum, uh, fundamentally and maybe, like, superficially. It could seem like they would be a match, but they're really just two different people. Justin says he's still healing. Um, Alexis says she's moved to a new place. She's doing a lot of art. She's having the time of her life. People that have been waiting to, like, get on with her are hitting her up, like, what's up, girl? Mm-hmm. Um, and Alexis is open to them her and Justin communicating mm-hmm. as friends. Meanwhile, Kevin thinks Kevin is the one who's hosting, if y'all remember. Kevin thinks that they could get back together because he feels like there's hope idiot. somewhere. Um he feels that like they can just work it out because they <laughs> they have some toxic cycles, so he feels like they can just get back in one of those. Um
0: Are we missing like the physical into? you see, we'll get there.
1: Well, I like, thought like, like,
0: talking about? like
1: physical intimacy well oh we'll get there because there's another part with them coming up Okay, that's
0: why I was like let me stop because I had some stuff to say about that Um, so yeah so then we move um, to the group chat with all the women Um, Kevin asks who are the closest friends which is a strange question to ask Um, they say that they all hang out they have a group chat they keep in touch Um, Alexis talks to Kristen every day Alexis says that they trauma bond and their group chat name is Sister Wives. So then, I don't know why Morgan has so much time to talk, but Morgan says that it was not hard seeing the ladies because they still kept up on the group chat, and Alexa says that she wanted to clear up a few things about the whole Morgan and Ben situation, and she says that Morgan came to her about Ben. They were having like a powwow session, and she realized that she had information that could help Morgan, and Morgan was asking her to tell her if she knew anything. So, Alexa says that in the end, like, she did kind of blame herself, but it was the truth, and she felt like Morgan needed to know the truth. So, then they move on to Chris, Kristen, and Lindy says that she was amazed at how she handled her situation with Mitch. Um, Lindy said she was very fed up. Stasher said that she was not happy with him. Every time she greeted him, she called him a bitch and says that he earned that nickname. So, then we get some footage of him, of her, like, literally calling him a bitch all the time. (laughs)
1: I was like oh my god Um, Sasha
0: right I was like girl so then Chris (laughs) says that there were so many times when she wanted him someone to call him that and so she was happy oh my god um then she just says she felt like it was a very one sided marriage okay let's just pause okay pausing uh uh-huh um because like why is she calling why is she calling this man a bitch so many times um
1: I'm not sure. I guess like we would have had to see how it started the first time because the clips they showed us were kind of like at the retreat, which is already like over a month into the marriage. So, and Sasha's like, I've been calling him bitch the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, when did that, (laughs) when did that start? How did you meet this man and then just start calling him a bitch?
0: I don't know. Something about that just felt a little intense. Um, I don't know. It, it, it just left me a little uncomfortable.
1: I could see why
0: you would say that. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so then that. all of a sudden we get like a plug for James Allen. These rings. Um, Sasha says that they did a good job with choosing her ring. Constant reminder of the love that they have. Um, then they switch to Lindy and Miguel. They talk about dodgeball. Lindy says she doesn't want to watch this clip. So they show the clip of just her and like the dodgeball and just that whole retreat. And she her says, friend Gabby that she was talking yes, to and the girl Gabby. She says that she wished she wished this didn't happen because she didn't want that to show up in their love story.
1: This is how you know she's
0: been with Miguel too long because Right. <laughs> I was like, what? And then she says that he isn't controlling. And I was just like, ooh, Lindy. I don't know, girl. Um, she says that during the retreat, she wanted to be alone with her husband and not have outside forces and hindering in their, um, I guess, communication. And then they wound up coming out stronger after the retreat. This whole response. Cause was, they
1: needed some issues. They were just going along too smoothly. Is this whole happened,
0: response was so. very troubling. And it makes me actually wonder <laughs> about long term. Mm.
1: I'm not too worried about it, but I'm just like, That's weird. I think. He, I don't think he's controlling, but I think she's easily groomed, I'll say. Mm, um, yeah, and so I think if he couched it to her, like, oh, this is now a part of our love story, then she's like, uh, parroting that back, like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want that to be a part of our love story that I'm calling him controlling. Yeah, and I can see why you wouldn't want that to be a part of like, oh, early on in the relationship, I said this, I can see where you feel embarrassed about that, but. Mm. I mean, you put it out there. You should have thought about it before you said it.
0: Exactly. Like, he you said you had a rough week, so I don't know. Maybe you should have come. I don't know. Maybe um, we should talk
1: less, smile more.
0: Right. Or maybe you should have just taken a picture, because that's kind of where it all went downhill. <laughs> it is. If you so had just bad. taken the fucking picture, you wouldn't have been there. Got to do better. Um, so then we transition to Stasha, and we see the scene about love and the 30%, the 40%, the 80%. Um, Alexa says that 40% is failing. Um, and Stasha says what scared her was that he was in a two-year relationship and didn't love her, so she didn't want that for them. Blah blah blah. We we all get it. Um, Alexa none says none of this is new
1: information. None of this is like new. A retreading. Yeah, that's why I think that's why it was hard to watch. This.
0: Alexa says it was beautiful to watch because of their prog- progression, and she said Stasha elevated Nate. I was like, I, uh. um, I mean, you saw that apartment. I mean that apartment's not his, so like we we just need to you know that apartment was an Airbnb. Like let's just if be it clear. was an
1: Airbnb, she still elevated him because why would you pick that
0: Airbnb? So then we see footage of Nate and Stasha taking care of Luna. Um, Sasha says that Nate was taking care of her like ninety percent of the time, um, and that she didn't really do much. Um, so then we transition into the one month anniversary. Um, This is where um, Alexis and Justin were like, I don't know, going back and forth about Alexis didn't feel like talking and he wanted her to talk. It was just so crazy. Stasha says that she was very uncomfortable, almost in tears because she wasn't sure if she should say something or let this go.
1: Did you see that during the scene? Because I did not pick up on that uncomfortable, almost in tears.
0: She just seemed very, I think they all were just looking like they were scared of Justin or something. Like everyone just had that doe-eyed look of like, oh my God, oh my God. Um. So they were saying how they were upset that Justin wouldn't leave it alone, so they could enjoy the night. Mm-hmm. Alexa says that she's very maternal, and their relationship wasn't the dynamic of a husband and wife, but more of a mother and son. And she didn't have space to be vulnerable, <laughs> and always had. That to sounds be accurate to me. One. It's accurate, but it's just funny because it's like, damn, Justin, like this is. <laughs> Like this, well, this it is.
1: she was saying ahead of that dinner. Apparently, oh, had talked Lord. about it. Like, okay, we're not going to share if we don't want to. She had tried to set up some boundaries with him, but then, like in the moment, he got emotional and like started that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so, I would feel too like I don't have space to be vulnerable. No,
0: I totally agree with her a thousand percent. I'm just laughing because it's just so upsetting that you married this man and now you have to be his mother. And it's just like Justin. So then Kevin asks how the ladies feel about an emotional man. Morgan says that she has her opinions, but she couldn't handle an overly emotional man. She doesn't know how Alexis did it, and she is very patient. Stasha said it's good for men to be in touch and articulate with their emotions, but Justin was not that. Alexis says there were times when she wanted to tell him to stop crying, but more like when you're that sensitive, it's hard to be sexual with you, and the attraction depletes with every tear
1: Every tear. It, it was
0: almost daily. It was draining, and she was exhausted. Ooh, my, my, my. Wow. Wow.
1: Kevin also asked <sighs> Stasha if she was worried about Alexis saying yes on decision day. And Stasha's like, no. She got it. She knows what she needs. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, Sasha. Let these people make their own decisions. I mean, but, but that poor statement
0: alone about, like, I can't even Deplete. Sexual. And I sexual. And I can see how... How uncomfortable that must be um, to just be with someone who is crying all the time. As someone who is (laughs) not, like, I, I too, don't want an overly emotional man. Um, And so to to imagine, like, having to coddle and, like, mother your spouse just sounds like a disgrace. It's a disgrace. It just sounds awful. And
1: that's the thing. She said she feels like she was regulating both of them. And I don't understand how, with the sexual attraction, like we're talking about, at what point that would be the turn on, especially the things he was crying about. I don't want to say they weren't valid, but the man's crying almost every day about something.
0: It's, it's too much.
1: And so, it's not that like, oh, I got to see you being vulnerable and like that turned me on. It's like no. you won't stop crying. I
0: mean, it's just, it's too much. It's it too is. much. It's a lot. It's
1: too
0: much. So, yeah. So, then uh, we go into the men. Um, oh, just
1: before <laughs> that, Kevin asked everyone what they would say to themselves at the beginning. Like what they would tell their... Uh, I guess not younger selves, but like their single selves. Um, Morgan says she would tell herself, "Hold on tight; it's a wild ride." Oh my God! <laughs> Kristen says something along the lines of, "Don't procrastinate on conflict and stand up for yourself." Alexa says, "Know what you want, know what you will and won't allow, and don't waver from those things." Lindy says she would tell herself to keep it more, keep it together more. Um, which I think is is fair. And Stasha says she would tell herself to be less intense and more patient. So, what do oh, we think? Yeah. Have they learned?
0: Um, no.
1: <laughs> it's, I think it's hard to know, like, what could have made things go differently after, at, like, towards the end, you know? Like, mm, yeah. Things kind of happened how they did.
0: Mm-hmm. exactly uh. we'll see do you want to take us into the men the men chat
1: yes um, the men have their turn on stage and Kevin starts with that same bullshit a lot of his questions are just like very instigating Yeah. Um, so he wants to know like who's hanging out and uh, Justin is saying like we all hang out the four of us uh, me Ben Miguel and Mitch And just excludes Nate. Nate doesn't say anything. Uh, Ben says he and Justin are cool. And Justin apologized at some point. Justin maintains that he thought he was doing the right thing. And Kevin is like, but you had him on speakerphone. And he's like, yeah. You know, like, I just thought, whatever. (laughs) Um, Like, you had him on speakerphone. Alexis was listening. And so at what point was that the right thing? Nobody knows. Um, Kevin and thinks that Morgan and Ben would have made it had they had sex sooner. And so we get, like, a little clip package of them talking about how attractive they think the other one is, all the sex they're not having but thinking about having. Um, and then we also see some footage of Mitch reacting to Nate at the bachelor party when Nate told that girl to get on her knees right now, and she yeah, did it. And mm. Yeah. Apparently, the issue was like how Nate's uh, portraying himself and the misconceptions that people have about him, and that was Mitch's first impression, I think, about this man.
0: Yeah. And then doesn't didn't so when Nate said, "Oh well," Stasha said she was cool about it or something. Oh yeah. Did you?
1: Yeah. So Kevin to be true. I did not think that to be true, but Kevin does ask, so like, what'd your wife think watching that back? And uh, Nate said something along the lines of, oh, she was cool with it. She wanted me to have fun. And so she's glad I had fun and tried to keep it like short and sweet. But I'm like, really? Hmm. I don't know. Because like y'all didn't know each other. So did she say go out and have fun or?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. <laughs> um, so everyone's talking about Nate. But the also, misconception. just
0: his wording of like, get on your knees?
1: It's it was intentional. Um, I was like, all right, I guess
0: this is really weird. Yeah, the fact that she did it, though, I was like, oh, girl. It. I was like, Sis, what is that?
1: <laughs> oh, we have bigger problems. Um, yeah. So some of the misconceptions about Nate, uh, I think it was Miguel and Lindy who threw out that he felt curated because he was always saying the right things. Miguel says he was a little envious that this guy kept saying the right things, but, like, it only lasted for a week before he realized, like, okay, he's here for the right reasons. Nate says he didn't come here for any friends, and so he was just focused on the prize, which is Stasha, and he didn't care what any of the guys thought about him. (laughs) Kevin is like, so Justin? And Justin's like, I ain't got nothing to say. Um, We then get a package of Justin crying. Um... All the time, crying when he gave Maya away, which I would say is like very valid, but crying because Ben is breaking up with Morgan and crying because (laughs) all kinds of stuff is happening. Just lots of tears. Alexis trying to hug him and coach him back to life. Um, Miguel says he supports Justin being emotional. Mitch um, thinks he should cry more, like maybe he should be more in touch with his emotions and Nate was like, no, nah, not that much. is weird. And then Justin's like, well, you should take some notes. And they start the little bickering thing. I'm like, they, but
0: it's very short-lived because, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so then we transitioned into the expert segment. What I thought was really interesting is that we didn't see um, – devon uh franklin and i forgot the lady's name
1: dr Uh, pia
0: yeah uh, are they not coming the experts for the
1: season you mean (laughs) are they not coming back or you mean that time they announced there would be new experts this season (laughs) right i'm like and teased it multiple multiple times isn't okay but isn't that kind of strange that like they never came back it is strange because first of all devon franklin was only there once Dr. P, I guess we met with her two times, maybe three, if I'm forgetting something. But at the end of the day, the experts, it's the Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal show.
0: (laughs) I just thought it was really weird. Like, I was just like, so are these people coming back? Are they not? Like, I I just, it was just really weird. So obviously, if we're just going to, you know, drum up these, Random people to. They like had maybe. them
1: on like announcements and all kind of stuff. Right. Like they were gonna like be Like They were gonna something. be on the
0: show, but they were never there, not even for matchmaking. It's very strange. So yeah. So then, um, so they have kind of packaged this really awkwardly. Uh, Mitch and Ben are packaged together, and then Chris and Morgan, then Alexis and Justin, and I don't think they spoke to Lindy and Miguel.
1: <laughs> I don't. They only spoke to the broken-up couples.
0: Fucking weird. Okay, so Mitch and Ben. So the experts asked them what have they discovered about themselves. Uh, Mitch said that he should have watched other seasons so that he knew what he was, you know, what he was up against. Um, And he felt like he should have played it cool during the honeymoon and not kind of just, like, spazzled out of control. Um, Pastor Cal says that he feels like he went into dad mode and wanted to strangle him uh, when he said that about um, Kristen when they were all meeting at the pool about how he wasn't attracted to her. Pastor Cal says that Ben obviously has no problem apologizing and falling on his own sword, but he wants him to be careful that he isn't losing his own personal confidence and says and I quote, you have the body of a Greek god. <laughs> Do you, any Anything else you
1: captured from that? Um, I, I about Greek guy, but I like Ben's body.
0: I mean, it's just—I mean—and it's fine. It seems know,
1: strange to bring it up right now, but well, and,
0: and men can obviously you know comment on others' men's Greek. Bodies.
1: Oh, did we were we supposed to think that was um, gay? I didn't think it well, was. Well, no, gay. I didn't think it was. Oh, I
0: just thought it was weird. I was just like Pastor Cal, this is really weird. Um, but that was it. I didn't think it was gay at all. I was just like, this is weird.
1: Um, do you think Master Justin Cal. probably thinks that's gay?
0: Absolutely. To comment on another man's body. Absolutely. He would have probably been like, Pastor Cal, you're gay. Um, mm. so, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Um, do you want to take Chris and Morgan? Um,
1: yes. I think the only other thing I wanted to say about Ben being a Greek God and <laughs> on his perfectionism is Pastor Cal was saying some stuff like they need to give themselves permission to be normal, both of them, um, and not be perfect and have the right answers. Cause it seems like they're both kind of struggling with the similar, Mhm. Similar themes is how I would describe that. With Kristen and Morgan, Kristen says she's learned to speak up and not avoid conflict. Morgan says she's been learning about reactivity and to respond with her rational mind instead of her emotional mind. We learned that apparently Kristen and Mitch were kissing in the car after decision day. Like on, like after the decision was made, when they walked off holding hands, they then got in the car and were kissing. These clowns. Which is... Probably why she was like, let's leave the door cracked or whatever she was saying that bullshit. Um, <laughs> Kristen says she She's... thought it was a great wedding, Kristen but...
0: Kristen just... Oh, my God. Talk about the insecurity. <laughs> her and Justin have a lot in common.
1: Kristen says she wished... Like, when she watched it back, she wished she didn't see the wedding because in her first mind her experience she felt like it was a really great wedding but only when she watched it back did she know what was going on for Mitch and like his impressions and everything which i could see that being incredibly hurtful if you're thinking i got married it was really good and then you watch it back and he's like she's not attractive
0: absolutely can you imagine (laughs)
1: could have kept that like she probably didn't need to see that um or maybe she did need to see it who knows but Just find out from, like, day one this man had these thoughts and you had no idea. Like, he's at the wedding freaking out and you are thinking things are great. Um, Pastor Cal tells her that he did feel protective over her and felt a little bit guilty. Dr. Pepper uh, describes Mitch as oppositional and defiant and talks about this uh, ideal image he has in his head about this beachy girl, you know, barefoot, burlap sack kind of person. So they're really encouraging of Kristen. Pastor Cal asked Morgan how she felt about her, how she feels about her reaction to Ben. And Morgan, Morgan does talk a lot during this reunion for some reason. I'm not sure. But she doesn't think she could have given him more grace because Ben kept going to Justin. So in her mind, he was like reoffending the same thing. He wasn't learning from his behavior. Um, Dr. Pepper says she would have hoped Morgan would have had the vision and, like, I guess the awareness that we're in a process and it's very stressful and it's not normal circumstances. And I I would say Morgan did know that because she was a part of it. But I still think even under those circumstances, if I'm like, hey, this situation bothers me, I would still expect – this is me talking. I would still expect you to, like, hear me and not keep mm-hmm. doing the same shit. Ooh, I need to stop uh, <laughs> with my dirty words, but <laughs> – I just, yes, like I hear what Dr. Pepper is saying. Dr. Pepper looks like she's lost weight, too. I hope she's okay. I didn't even notice. Um, I'm sorry. Huh? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, you know, it seems like everybody was doing the best they could. I don't know if there's any more retreading we need to do with these people. Let's move on.
0: Truly. Um, so then we get into <laughs> Alexis and Justin, Um, Pastor Cal says that almost immediately after decision day, things blew up. He asked, what was the cause of the breakup? Justin says that he didn't want to break up. Um, Alexa says that they are not compatible. Alexa says in the beginning, she thought it was balance, but she struggled with his sensitivity and his emotional, um, his emotional states. And she felt like she had to be maternal and nurture. And overall, it just took away from who they are as people. She says that he asked her not to tell jokes, and he says that context matters, and he asked for her to not roast him in public because (laughs) 2.5 million people will be watching. Mm. She says that they just weren't right for each other, and there was a heated argument on decision day right afterwards, and Alexa says that she left. Pastor Cal says that people do change in the marriage, but you have to stay together longer to see that change, Pastor Cal also says the truth hurts, and he doesn't, he doesn't think they gave each other enough time to see if they could have grown together. Kevin asks why Justin didn't fight for the marriage, and he says because he wasn't honest with her about Maya, he didn't want to give Maya away, and he also didn't want to lose Alexis, and then Pepper says that it seems like Justin lost trust with Alexis because he gave up his dog, and it damaged his commitment to what he would do for the marriage, Kevin mm-hmm. asked for Pepper and Cal's professional analysis. I don't know why he <sighs> asked them then. Um, uh, Pepper says that Alexis wants an alpha male and backed away when she was not given that. And they got reactive versus problem solving. Cal says they both emotionally vomited on each other. And too much too much of that when you don't have a foundation is not a great um, situation. He says that they both quit. Which is something you're
1: allowed to do in a relationship. Yes, absolutely. You're allowed to quit at any
0: point. Kevin says that if Alexis wanted to work on it, then Justin probably would have and everyone agrees. Regardless, are are we missing some key words here? The key words from Alexis that I'm hearing are maternal. (laughs) Do (laughs) you want a maternal Mm -hmm. relationship with your spouse? Yes or no?
1: No, I don't. I want a maternal relationship with my children.
0: Right. So, like, I'm not understanding how you can, like, why they're pushing them to, like, do something about their marriage when, like, there is no, like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, I think the thing is, like,
1: Justin, with, like, the growth that he needs to experience, I don't think he would have been at a point where he was needing less sooner. So, like, even Mm -hmm. with Pastor Cal saying, like, you don't always see that growth immediately, like, it takes time. So, you want me to just stay and... In this situation, I don't feel like it's good for me. I don't feel like it's healthy and wait for this man to develop emotionally. No. I could maybe do that with someone I previously had a relationship with that, like, I agreed to be with and was invested in. But this man that y'all picked for me that I'm not into already,
0: like, Mm -hmm. I ain't got it to give. (laughs) Like, I just feel like... And I don't know, do you think Justin is really processing what that means? Because I would think any man would be like, well, damn, like, that's that's intense. I got to work on that. But I don't even think he's I feel even- like he
1: just gets really defensive, and then, like, it takes him time to sink in. He needs to hear it from a few different people for him oh, to, like, really take it into consideration. That is and awful. And then once people start saying the same thing, then I think he's able to be like, oh, yeah. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw. I do cry a lot.
0: Like she whole literally time. said that the more he cries, the less aroused she gets.
1: I would be too. I'd be like,
0: oh, goodness. and it's like Seems he's like like it's not. But it's like he's not even. He's not even realizing that. Like it's just not even registered. What is wrong with him?
1: I, you know, he has some wounds he needs to heal. Morgan should talk to Justin about going to therapy and healing his inner child what? and family. Mm. So whatever he needs to, Morgan should take well, that. She on. doesn't
0: like him though. I I
1: can see why, because she's, you know, he was Ben's accomplice in that whole dissolving of the marriage. And so, I don't know. They kind of say that uh, Justin would need to go on a full court press tour apologizing to everyone for what he's done. I don't think it's going to make Alexis any difference, honestly. So, Mm -hmm. he should just save it for a better opportunity should he have one I do wonder if people um are like in Justin's DMs like if women are like oh my goodness what kind of women do you think he's attracting based on his his uh, portrayal on the show wow
0: you've got me
1: I'm just curious what those like who is I can't even
0: somebody is I'm sure
1: some part is probably like oh baby it'll be fine like I don't mind your sense of this side.
0: I can't even... I can't even wrap my head around it.
1: I would love to see who he dates next.
0: Um, um,
1: after being on this show. Hmm. Okay. Let's we have the <laughs> entire cast on the stage. Um, they talk about Shirtgate and why that was such a thing. Mitch says he uh, felt triggered kind of about being forced to do things and felt like uh, Kristen was setting him up. He says he felt trapped in a corner, but he then kind of backs down and says he knows he overreacted. Um, I think what Mitch is saying is very valid, but I think Mm -hmm. he kind of backed down because people were reacting like, it's just a shirt, it's just a shirt. But it sounds like he has some, some history of just like, Things being put on him, not yeah. physically like clothing, but just like, this is what you're going to do and him not being a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate says he was completely clueless. He was just like, oh, my girl got me a shirt I'm it," you know, just simple. Um, and then someone brings up the irony of Mitch not wanting someone to tell him how to look, but him commenting on how he wants Kristen to look, mm-hmm. um, which I'm like, OK, yes, that can seem ironic, but I think. I I think I'd agree with Mitch in this I don't think they're like parallel. Yeah, as far as
0: not like, it's not necessarily wear a shirt. the same. Like wear a shirt yeah. versus like
1: Change your persona.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not really the same. But okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think Mitch was trying to say that um he's not the best with words but No. He gets uh, so
0: nervous. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because people keep jumping down his throat, poor guy. Well, and honestly,
0: I get it because you got all the girls calling him "bitch," "mitch," this, this. I'm like, that's yeah. a lot. Like y'all. Yeah. I, I, I want them to. I just wish, like, that's a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Just chill. So
1: poor Mitch, and I think he's had a history of like being bullied and stuff like that. So he just yeah. is a little on the defense. Um, so he says, "Well, he wouldn't buy." things for her that he wants her to wear. Like, he would never take it that far and be like, oh, put this on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can see where that does feel. If someone's, like, if your man is out and buys you something that is not something you asked for him to buy, it's just something that he's like, oh, I thought you would look good in this, I would also maybe feel like, is that even my style? Like, why are you buying this? Like, right. what is this? About? Like, if it wasn't, like, lingerie or, like, I don't know, if it was just, like, some a shirt, I'd be like, no, I'm not wearing that. Um, so like I get what he's saying. We uh go into that whole conversation of Bitch and not Mitch since we have them both on the stage now. And Kevin wants to know how Mitch felt about it. Mitch says it did surprise him and it hurt a bit actually that Stasha was doing that mm-hmm. and being it catty. Sure it did. And Stasha had a really good edit the whole season of her just, you know, being this upstanding citizen, staying out in drama. And so, yeah, I can see where that would be hurtful. And she does apologize and, you know, quickly apologizes and says she wasn't intending to hurt him or whatever. She's sorry for what she said, something like that. Um, which I'm glad she did because this man ain't healed either. He's just mm-hmm. quiet. Um, yeah. <sighs> We talk about Alexis and Justin because Kevin is trying to save this relationship for some reason. So we keep having to talk to them. Um, right now, we're talking about her going out, how often she's going out, and we're going through the same conversation we've had. Of she's like, "I've invited you, you didn't want to go." Da da da. And he thought she was going out a bit too much, and she was saying she was okay to stay in, but if they stayed in, they weren't really doing anything. Like, But then they had some pillow forts and some – what were they? What was she uh, reading? Pillow
0: fort, and then she video – they play video games, apparently.
1: Oh, they were playing video games. She was reading the cheat codes, yeah. So they've had some fun nights in, but she likes to go out, and he wouldn't want her to. Um, Stasha doesn't care if Nate goes out. She's like, go out, have fun. And Justin says that he felt like Alexis was uh, avoiding him by going out as much as she was, like kind of not wanting to be around him, which I think I would probably need some space too if I was newly married to you, a stranger, and we were supposed to be together all the time. I would probably like to have fun with my friends too.
0: I also noticed that when Stasha says that she wants Nate to go out to the gym and hang out, Ben had this really strange look on his face. Like Ooh. they cut the camera to Ben and to Nate. Oh, so I don't know what that's what about. That but mean? I, but I, I put it in my notes. I don't. I, th- I think maybe she lying. Because mm. <laughs> I, because I made a note of it. I was like, well, damn, Ben looks weird, and Nate looking at weird too. I was like, what the fuck is this? So yeah, I'm
1: interesting. That is interesting. I am, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back just, and find
0: out. I don't know. She may just be talk, talk, talk. And we'll we may not it. know
1: who Sasha is at the end of this. You know, <laughs> she put up a whole personality through through, through, through the beginning. But, like, now she's kind of under question, too.
0: That's true. I
1: don't know, girl. Um, do you want to take us into Morgan and Ben section? Or saw the same section. I have it separated for some reason.
0: Oh, um, I don't really have much about Morgan and Ben. Um, they discuss again everything that happened and how there was a divide. The women, um, I guess supported Morgan and the guys supported Ben, which I thought was really strange, just because Morgan and how I guess they they were not privy to I guess what we saw. Which was her like having a complete meltdown, like throwing the flowers down. But then even mm. after that, it seems like they still were just like, yeah, you know, Morgan just wanted love. I don't know. The girls were really weird in this section. Um, so then, Stasha and Lindy um, talk about the whole thing with Miguel and about having sex. Um, Stasha thought that Lindy was being pressured. And she had told them that she wanted an emotional connection with Miguel, but then 24, 48 hours later, um, she had, you know, consummated the marriage. So, Uh Lindy said that she appreciated Stasha, but she is an adult. um, She makes good decisions, and it happened naturally, and she was ready. Kevin also mentions that, you know, Justin was actually the first to consummate the marriage and not Lindy and Miguel, Alexa says she doesn't have anything to say. She says they had fun, but they stopped for whatever reason. She found out she (laughs) intimidates Justin sexually, but then they worked it out. She put on a negligee, and they consummated the marriage later. She doesn't Mm. think it happened on the honeymoon. Mm -hmm. I, I don't understand what she's saying here. So they had fun. They stopped. What? Okay. Explain to me what she says by they stopped for whatever reason. She found out she intimidates him. Then she put on a negligee. So is she saying that he couldn't like get it up because he was so nervous? That's
1: why I'm hearing. She was probably like, alright, go ahead. Give it to me. And he was like, wait, what? Oh,
0: <laughs> I thought this was just from play play. <laughs> oh, it just gets worse and worse.
1: I think even though he was saying like all along like how hard he was and you know all that stuff, I think when she was ready, he was probably like, "Oh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, this is hold so on, sad. This give is me a minute." <laughs> um, my goodness. But I think in this, in her talking about like, oh, she put on negligee. I think that happened like way down the road, um, to try to as they were, like, trying to work on their sexual... <laughs> this
0: is so sad. I, this is <sighs> relationship.
1: Awful. Yeah. Miguel's like, let, just let us have the win. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. He, he brings it around. So then yeah. Kevin says that Justin has said many untruths about Alexis, and he asked That's her... That's a fancy way of saying lies. Yes. And he asked her <laughs> if she wanted to address those. She says that she did not come on the show for clout. She has never had shame about sex. Um... And Justin says that he has a lot of things to work on. Um, then Nate says that Justin, what does Nate say? He says something to Justin. All I got like, was he tried
1: to chime in. but Yeah, like he tried to over chime him. in
0: and say something like, you got a lot to work on or something. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I it's think just Justin catty. was, yeah. So Justin says, don't talk to me. Kevin says, it looked like Alexis really gave her all to make the marriage work. Is Kevin in love with Alexis? Why is he he standing her so hard? Justin says, and I didn't. Kevin says, (laughs) if you want to apologize to her, now is the time, which Mm. is weird. He says he didn't take her feelings into account, and he didn't mean to hurt her. He ain't perfect, but he'll get there. Nate says, you got a lot to work on. Then they go back and forth. Stasha asks them to both stop. Mm-hmm. Then we go into a little session of, like, them kikiing and having a great time. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> you don't marry for a It's like a
1: blooper reel or something of just, like, weird stuff that
0: happened during the season. Yeah. That's substantial. And then, apparently, next week is the Where Are They Now special.
1: I think, yeah. Is it right now? Like, look back or something, they
0: said? I think so.
1: But Don't I look for us to cover
0: that. An interesting moment where Stasha says she asks Nate for a separation. Hmm. That was in a trailer. I probably already turned it
1: off by then.
0: Yeah, it was in the trailer. She's like, I've asked Nate for a separation. I was like, what? Uh, So, yeah, y'all, I don't know what's happening, but honestly, this season, this season was a lot, y'all. It was a lot, and it was nothing at the Mm. same time. How would Mm -hmm. you reflect? What are your last reflections on this season?
1: I mean, I stand on something that I've said Numerous times before, these people need regular, routine therapeutic <laughs> intervention. Um, I can't, I don't know how we keep, uh, you know, not having successful couples without looking at what part we're playing in it by being mm-hmm. absent as the experts and not providing them support to navigate these things in a professional way. But I think the show could really come up if they do have support in navigating these things. Being with someone new is already hard. Then right. the fact that you're like married to them, there's like this sexual slash romantic component. It's a lot. There's um, a show on HBO called Couples Therapy that that woman, I would hope they would hire her for this show. She seems to navigate couples very That's well. That's on
0: HBO? I don't know why I thought that was Showtime.
1: Maybe it is Showtime. You might be right. I could be wrong.
0: Because
1: oh. that was my second thought. I was like, or is it Showtime? <laughs> Anywho, it's called Couples Therapy. And... She would be a great candidate to facilitate the couples in this show since no anybody, one else seems to care. They don't
0: want nobody real. This is for entertainment. You acting like they, they actually want to have real couples. They want entertainment. I mean, but these
1: are people's real lives. So whether they you want to have care. real couples or not, I feel like we have to take care of the people who are involved here and not do them more damage.
0: You are giving this production team and Lifetime quite There's a, bit. a couple
1: shows. like. I don't know, did you watch the Ultimatum? I feel like, damn, they really are messing these people up. Like,
0: I feel like I'm trying to think of some shows that actually do it well where they actually do care about the couples, and I'm really drawing a blank here. Yeah,
1: there's not very Um, many. Uh Uh huh. Yeah,
0: can't think of any. So that's what I'm saying. Like, this they're not going to start. Like, they keep, you know, people are watching the show and they're not going to stop. You know, they brought in those two weirdos who were in two episodes. And will we see them again? Maybe not. Like, they don't care. They just want entertainment. They want drama. Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper are fraudulent. Mm. But the show is funny, so I still watch it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's kind of hard to watch just people... Going through it without the tools and support they need to go through Absolutely. it. Even though, like, I guess, who kept this? Was it Stasha and Nate? Can talking about the tools, the tools, the tools? Yes, yes. Um, yes. But really, y'all aren't having enough. I guess, I guess Stasha continued her, ther- her own personal therapy. Did she? And why wouldn't she? You thought
0: she stopped her personal know. therapy? Just the way she was talking about at the reunion was very concerning. And I didn't hear anyone speak about therapy.
1: I think with Stasha's therapy, I mean, I got the impression from her that she had been in therapy for a while. So if she'd been in therapy for a while, I would just assume that she is meeting less frequently with her therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this situation, I would hope she would have been like, oh, I need to meet with you like every week because stuff is happening. Um, But regardless of that, I don't like to watch people, you know, just being all fucked up and, like, everybody, like, Justin cried. I was like, this is so bad. With the production trying to help, oh, this was so bad. Um,
0: Yeah, I can't watch another season with another Justin.
1: And that's the thing. I feel like these last few seasons have had, like, at least one person who was, like, just severely not emotionally uh, able to handle the situation. And so, I don't know... I don't know what's happening. And <laughs> I don't know what the screening procedures are. I guess they answer like those test questions and stuff like that. But I don't know if it really assesses like mental wellness.
0: No, I don't think it does. Or maybe um, it's like a lot of people are putting on this front, um, you know, trying to skate their way through like, you know, the Michaela's of it all. And they get there, Yeah, but and a they good a complete test. Breakdown.
1: A good test accommodates for people faking good.
0: I know, and but, so
1: Look I who the experts
0: are! You know it's not a good test. You got where a do they doctor work? of sociology, found, and then you got a fucking misogynist uh, pastor. Have we found their LinkedIn's and stuff no. and see where the credentials are from?
1: <laughs> I'm just curious. We have to figure out, like, okay, well, if you were to sign up for this show, would
0: you do? Would you research the doc, the experts first? I would, but then it was so interesting that uh, Mitch said that he didn't watch a lot of the seasons. I'm like, so then what happened? Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it says here Dr. Pepper went to, okay, so she was born in a Jewish home. She earned her B.A. and M.A. from Washington University in St. Louis and a Ph.D. in sociology from Yale. Um, Okay. So, I mean, she's got, but again, this is sociology. And I guess, you know, I see the scientific study of sexuality here, but that doesn't give her license to really, I don't know, counsel Others about relationships. All of her, all of the things that I'm reading, all of her research is about sex. So it's sex in the Yale student, she was never the Ameri- sex therapist. Right. Gender and intimate relationships, love and sex, uh, the gender of sexuality, the great sex hmm. weekend. Like, it's all about sex. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. 50 great myths of human sexuality. Like, I don't, oh, goodness.
1: Okay, so she knows about sex. Yeah. But we've continued to hire different sex therapists. (laughs) And Um, then, let's see,
0: Pastor Cal. Or maybe they thought, like,
1: for production, it wouldn't be sexy to have the older woman talking about sex. Is probably what they thought. Um, Or they wouldn't be sexy to have the oldest professional Mm
0: -hmm.
1: talking to the cast. So let's get someone like Dr. Viviana, a sex therapist.
0: And then it says here, I can't find Pastor Cal's um, credentials, probably because he ain't gotten them. He's a
1: pastor. Did you check the, the 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 church database? I don't think he's like an active pastor. What do you need to do to become a pastor? Is oh, here's like... his
0: website. Let's see. Speaker, Cal author, Robertson. TV personality. He's got his own website. Let's see here. Okay. Of course he does.
1: <clears throat> Progression Church, Atlanta, Georgia. It says here.
0: Oh, wait. this Girl.
1: Is... Pastor Cal is the lead pastor
0: at Progression. Wait, what? Oh, okay. So before television, he was in the corporate world. He was a registered financial executive. Um, He was an investment broker with Smith Barney. then moved on to be the vice president of investments at First Tennessee Bank, then as Mm -hmm. regional vice president at Allen's Global Investors. Then when the financial market crashed... He redirected his focus to corporate consulting, um, and then he was hired as a consultant for Duke Ellington School of the Arts, then he became um, doing public speaking and consulting, and then he was dean of the arts, then he became an adjunct professor. What? So then, I don't see where the pastoring comes in.
1: Okay, let me read to you this quick bio. Pastor Cal and his wife Wendy answered God's call to start Progression Church in 2013. Led by an unwavering faith in God's love for them and the messenger of sharing God's uncommon love in uncommon ways, he and his wife founded Progression Church on the fundamental principle that relationships matter. In all their interactions, this belief shines through, and their relationship with God has taken them on a journey of continued growth. He received his Master's of Divinity from Andrews University and has pursued doctoral studies at Ashland University. Do you see that on there, too? Wait,
0: pursued doctoral studies? Does that mean he graduated?
1: That means you can become a doctor without being a doctor. Oh, pursued. Pursued. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Also, Andrews
0: University. No, people don't pursue. You get. um, (laughs) You receive. Andrews is a Southwest Michigan Christian University's private Seventh-day Adventist University in Michigan.
1: Okay. What about Ashland University? Ashland? Ashland, like Ashland. Oh,
0: okay, private university in Ashland, Ohio. Um affili- affiliated with the Brethren Church. This is all feeling like very cultish.
1: Pastor Calvin is the author <laughs> of the critically acclaimed book, The Gospel of Nonsense. He is also the relationship expert on the hit show, Married at First Sight.
0: This just makes sense. Is this church active? because
1: the you know how like the copyright at the bottom will say the year? This <laughs> one still says twenty twenty one. And they have some open positions, so I'm not sure what they're doing. Pastor Cal is in all the pictures. You know
0: what I'm sure of. This is not real.
1: Join (laughs) us every Saturday (laughs) at 11 a.m., which I guess makes sense for Seventh-day Adventists. They have their worship on Saturdays.
0: I don't know much about Seventh-day Adventists.
1: They're around, um, but they do have worship on Saturdays Is their Sabbath. Oh, okay.
0: Well... We say all this because y'all know I am not a fan of Pastor Cal. I think he's a fraud. I'm
1: curious <laughs> to hear how he delivers the word. Now I'm kind of like, do they Go have like Saturday a Saturday
0: morning, girl. See, it's virtual.
1: They have no upcoming events at this time. Tell- I don't think they're it's, active. It's
0: not real. <laughs> All right, what are you Where? watching? What are you watching this week?
1: We've gone oh, down crap. this
0: rabbit hole. What are you watching this week?
1: What am I watching this week? I just finished Love is Blind. I think I talked about that already. Um, and so that leaves um, nothing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'm watching anything
0: substantial. No. Okay, You're probably get well, me this week. I actually, uh, my friends and I started, well, we watched like seven episodes of Reasonable Doubt, which is oh. on Hulu right now. Um, it's about a lady, Jack Stewart is known to be the most brilliant and fearless defense attorney in Los Angeles who bucks the justice system at every chance she gets. She's judged for her questionable ethics and wild interpretations of the law until she's needed. Carrie um, Washington is the executive producer of the show. Um, it stars Michael Ely as one of the Ooh, main actors like and some other folks that I don't know their names. Um, but it was actually really good. It's, I mean, it's good, but it's like, I don't know. It's like a scandal-esque. So it's good, but it's not like Emmy worthy or anything. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, it's, it's a bit ridiculous at times. Um, but I, I recommend it if you just need an easy, you know, easy watch, you know, beautiful black people on the screen, Um, Rotten Tomatoes has given it a hundred percent. I feel like that's incorrect. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so watch it. It's on Hulu.
1: (laughs) And yeah, that's all I've got. Okay. Quick note. Progression Church uploaded their Sunday service or their, I'm sorry, not their Sunday service, their Saturday service on Facebook. There is a a live recording. Looks like the service is an hour and 11 minutes. I'm going to scrub through my own and see what this word is like, but it looks very, um, the stage looks very bare bones, I will say, from just the, the entry oh, of the I praise and worship. Oh, I see
0: Yeah, I see a couple folks back there in, in the back. He has, like, someone Videos. with the piano,
1: and it's just, there's, like, a small screen
0: with Pastor Cal in the back and his wife, I guess. This is just, this is just to get the text. You know what, let me stop. So. All right, well, you guys, I mean, friends, I'm trying not to say that. It has been an honor um, to recap this past season of San Diego. Uh, We truly appreciate um, your support, and we will see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.